This is my white noise. Maybe uh, there's so many funny sounds you can do with microphones. There are. It's just like it just kind of. It's so fun to play with. Like there's a lot of toy aspects of music or just sound in general mm -hmm. um, that I think really gets a lot of uh, people who are like audiophiles. Um, and it like it's those little things that you you find by yourself. You're like, oh man, I never knew that was a thing. And then you put on like a good pair of headphones, you get like a silent microphone, and you can make some like funky sounds, dude. There's like, this sounds like like someone just like walking through snow, but really just like you just crunching something. Oh yeah, folly. A folly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole field. Dude. That's like um, I know someone who's going to college for that. Honestly, like that would probably be one of the best colleges experiences. Yeah. Because the whole time you're just like listening to stuff, and like instead of like seeing things, like. Mm -hmm. You're just hearing it, and like that's your perception of um, what reality is. Yeah. It's like, oh, that sounded like this. How can we recreate that sound? If anything, I think it'd be the the opposite. It'd be like you're you're walking down the street and you hear like like a car parking, mm -hmm. and you're like, that could be a boulder rolling in the in the in the dirt, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, because like you can't obviously film a giant boulder going through the dirt like, yeah. and you get the good sound out of it you're gonna run the risk of you know one people's lives are at stake there. there's you'd a giant to, massive you'd have boulder. to source a giant massive boulder you'd have to transport it mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's how they did um not dry, oh jesus uh indiana jones that boulder i think the guy who worked on the folly mm -hmm. he um was backing over a gravel driveway in like a chevy or something some sort of car right and he's he's like eureka I found it. Here it is. So he found a giant boulder and they got it out for him. Like no, the, a no, crane no. came in there, or no, the uh, the sound oh. of the tires in the, on the gravel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, because I think it, they probably used like a foam, just like a styrofoam boulder that they painted. Yeah, I mean, one just for moving it. Yeah. Uh, two, like again, people's safety involved. Mm -hmm. Um. And you also don't want to get like the equipment. If you like, if you have sound equipment, you have to record that sound live. Yeah. Like you're gonna hear so much background noise. It's just gonna be just like being in a cafe and trying to record like a live set. You're gonna hear murmuring and talking and like people shouting, glasses like going, you know, cheering. And if you have a little bit of that, it can make like it can make it. You know, it yeah. can make a nice little sound file if you're trying to record uh, a live performance. But uh, for the most part, like. Nine times out of ten, if you're doing your phone, it's gonna just you're gonna hear ninety percent of that. You're always gonna get that one person coughing, <laughs> <laughs> the ruffling of papers, like, "May I take your order, sir?" Yeah, there's the things that really travel through the air that are like you think would be super quiet. Like I was recording a uh, a book, I was doing like a rubbing of a book like this, like, yeah, to get that sound. And even though it was like maybe reaching on the decibel chart, was going up to like maybe like negative 40 maybe like negative 35 something like that like barely even registering mm -hmm. um when you put it in the mix you can really hear yeah. it and it's like how does that carry through so well i don't know i mean i've i've definitely used my fair share of literature as percussion before it's fun mm -hmm. i remember this this one time i took i was in high school and i had this this um like a like a textbook and i just smashed it down on the <laughs> desk 
for no reason except just like how do I make the loudest sound possible? Then I looked at the back and it was like a like a school issue book. Mm-hmm. I looked at the back and there's little lines across it from where it hit the table and I'm like, I did that. I did that. I I put a dent in this book. Yeah. Not from reading it, from physically denting it. I I took the I took the phrase let, let me let me make a dent in this book, quite yeah, literally. Quite literally, just like uh, the Follies, man. And just like you yeah. know, you're you're taking something and making it something else. I mean, that's yeah. Kind of what what art is, at least um, how I see it. Yeah. You know, because pretty much everything already exists. Like it does. So you got to figure out like certain things that tickle people's brains. You know, one has to tickle your own. Yeah. It's got to go. <laughs> what <laughs> kind of thing? We're just like, oh, I see what's going on there. Yeah. Or sometimes you don't see what's going on there. Like, um, if you listen to. Like the Who won't get fooled again. The scream in that, mm. yeah. Oh yeah, like, that thing's iconic. But like, what is he doing? Like, is, how how are they recording that? Um, and it's, it kind of sounds like they did a lot of overlapping overlays, and then yeah, you know, a little bit of delay on there too. And I'm sure other effects. But like, the recording sound of that scream is like the greatest all time scream in rock. I don't, I can't think of another one that tops it. Uh, maybe not one that tops it, but a very. You ever listen to like early Pink Floyd? Yes. You know, um, uh, Set Controls for the Heart of the Sun. The song. Yeah. No, I not, not. I don't. Okay. I've probably listened to it, but I haven't listened to those albums enough to know each song. I see. So basically, what album is it from? Oh, jeez. It's um, I think it's off the first one. Lucifer. Is it? Sasha Full of Secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And basically, on it. It's like that inhale scream that sounds like a pterodactyl. Uh. <laughs> and when they do it live, it's just like, it just hits your ears and you're like, what the, Whoa. what is that? Yeah, bring that back. A lot of people, I feel like, are too shy to go out to the box. Like The box is there. The pop box is there. And a lot of people are kind of like shy to go out that. And then there's also like, oh, I, I can do a screamo scream box. Yeah. But like, there's got to be other sounds. There's so many sounds that the voice can make. That just like, whoa, what was that? Um, yeah. Or you, you hear it and it's like, it kind of again, tickles your fancy. I don't know a way to say it besides that. It's your cup of tea. Yeah. It's like it, it, it uh, hits all the right buttons. It's like uh, having a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Like like Tom Petty has a unique voice or Bob Dylan right. has a very unique voice or even just a unique singing style. I I've, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of like modern pop music. Mm-hmm. The The... For the, the farthest in I've ever delved is Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Oh, pop. Um, Harry Styles. I, Harry Styles pop. A little bit. I mean. Yeah. He sings about like milkshakes and like. Strawberries. Strawberry jam. Yeah. Every, everything is always like a berry. There's always food in all of his songs. Like always I feel like he's going to turn 40 and he's just going to be like a large. He won't be. I don't think he's going to be like like super round or anything. But he, he'll he'll definitely, you know, maintain some tonus. But. If he's only eating all those all that junk food that he's mentioning, he's singing about in his songs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like he's trying to play it safe. And like when you're that young, like you're just thinking about one thing and one thing only. Um, and that's about how to you know be a, a good son to your mom. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really think uh, the fruit is literal fruit in his lyrics, but right, right. I mean, a, a lot of the fruit there could be you know, flavored fruit. Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's had his fair share of fruit at yeah. the end of the day. Um, I mean, he pretty much, I don't want to say he gets whatever he wants because like, you know, he's not, you know, the king of the world, but I'm, I'm sure he has his uh, fair share of choices when it comes to produce. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's something that you know is uh, a lot of people take for granted. Um, the produce section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're eating like chicken sandwiches every night, you're probably not going to be visiting the produce section too much. I mean, that's just Isn't a matter of fact. Isn't chicken produce, or is produce like farm soil things? I'm going to say if produce falls under the vegetarian option i see mm-hmm. but like isn't eggs aren't eggs produce i guess that's vegetarian yeah i believe so i know eggs fall under dairy yeah and they are also it, like milk falls under dairy cheese obviously yeah. butter um but eggs is the other one where it's like okay like this is yes it's an animal product um but it's only like it's just the it's the chicken um ovulation cycle mm-hmm. uh terminating into a, a shelled case where we, we can crack that open and really enjoy ourselves, you know, especially with bacon. I love bacon, dude. Bacon and eggs. Oh, delicious stuff. Delicious stuff. Um, I mean, that's... We're talking about produce here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that's, that, but like, where does it... We draw the line. We draw the line. We draw the line. I think yeah. it's in, in how they organize the, the stores. Mm. As in... Usually, when you walk in, the first thing you see is the fruits, the vegetables, uh, olives, fish, for some reason. Um, you might get a, a deli counter. not a de- Yeah, like a deli counter where you have the processed meats. Right. But then you go through the center of the store, and that has all your processed things, your spices, and that sort of thing, your, your cereals. Don't they, like, make the stores set up in a certain way where you walk in, and, like, you kind of, like, get lost, like, in order to get... To the milk, it's always, milk is always in the back. Milk is always the last with thing. eggs. The uh, eggs yeah. and the milk, and like those are the things that most people need. Is like it's always eggs next to the milk. ice cream too. Right, and like they, you have to go through all the promo sales. No matter which way you take, no matter which aisle you go through, there's always the, the promo sales. Yeah, um, you gotta walk through them some way at some point. Um, and like I mean, it makes sense to do that as a store's perspective. Yeah. Um, it's always it's always a circular motion around the store that that you always take because i've i've done it going the opposite way mm-hmm. and it just like where you start in the in the freezer section right and it feels weird doing that because i've ever ever since i was a kid it's always been you go to the produce you walk past like the refrigerated meats the cosmetics mm. you know the center aisle stuff the chips and then you get to um like where the yogurt is and like the, I don't think Harry stuff. Styles is singing about any of, of yogurt or. <laughs> he's got to he's got to write a song, called "Strawberry Yogurt." Strawberry yogurt. I don't know. <laughs> on it's a probably, summer, he, ev- oh, yeah, summer right. evening. Oh yeah, right. a few of them. Um, other pop artists. Um, I mean Taylor Swift. I consider her a pop artist. Mm. Um, and she is kind of like a mastermind at uh, at telling a story through her her lyrics. Mm. I and mean, that's kind of what everybody knows her for. Um, and then the other one you could say is Molly Cyrus. Mm. Um, she's more like her, in my opinion, at least like a rebel comeback. Um, and compared to Taylor Swift, who's more always again, just kind of been there. Yeah, she's exactly always kind of been there, and uh, just telling her story, telling it how it is. Um, I both of them, jeez, man, they've been they've been pretty going much famous for almost probably since, more than half their life definitely yeah, yeah. since uh like what 2000 i think if, if taylor swift is 30 mm-hmm. i don't know how old she is she could be 29 i have no idea 
Um, but she is 30 because I know she got famous at 15. Mm. So if she's 30, then she's been famous for more than half her life. And Miley Cyrus That's has crazy. definitely been because yeah. she's 28 or so. She's just famous. She's like 13, 14. She's only 28? Like 28 29 Jeez, 30 maybe Christ, that's young um i mean i mean consider yeah i mean, exactly it, it, once you like 30 and 29 are trying to just like a number man you know like it's not yeah. like you just like magic reach up them like you're still just one year apart yeah you know 29 21 are eight years apart or seven i forgot eight, I had it in roughly yeah um exactly but it depends how you count it um but then like you're like oh 21 29 like, yeah sure then you're like 30 like 30 oh my god oh, there's a, a zero at the end of it i mean i yeah. don't consider 30 old but the difference between like being 25 and being 30 because when you're 20 like i'm i'm 23 do you think that 35 year olds should still make pop music Hot yeah take. i mean <laughs> I mean, whatever music that you feel like making is the music you make. I don't think age should have anything to do with it. Cause like, you look at you look at someone like Tom York, who's mm-hmm. been in the game for a year. He's fifty. I can't believe that guy's fifty, but he he's he's kind of like what I kind of notice happens is who's Tom York? Tom York is the singer of Radiohead. Oh my goodness, how did I not know that? <laughs> Tom York, I love his voice. Oh yeah, it's. The fact that he's fifty. Have you um, seen the or listened to the new record this, from the Smile? No, but I've definitely listened to a bunch of their live records. Yeah, because he and Johnny Greenwood started a, a not a new band. Uh, yeah, new band uh, with a couple people, and Tom's voice is still as crystal clear as it was, you know, when he when they were recording in Rainbows. He's a funky looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a funky looking guy. He got like the guy's eye or just like yeah. one of these things. Like he always looks like he's half winking. Yeah. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, your parents used to tell you if you look a, a funny at them, like if you do that too long, your eyes will get <laughs> stuck. Face. And it looks like maybe he did that for then, too long. You know exactly. Like actually, it's actually a birth effect. Really? Yeah. So he he didn't have the option of of not doing it for that yeah. long. Okay. He's I've, he's always been doing it. I forget exactly. I think it's a birth defect. He's just always been Tom. Yeah, he's always been Tom. Okay, that makes sense. He's that sounds always... like a Tom thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> to be born with a birth defect. No, to just always be doing, doing what you've your... been doing. What? Always be doing what you've been doing. That's, yeah. that's a Tom thing to do. Because he's, like, if you listen to The Smile, or even to late stage Radiohead, even, even like, in Rainbows, it's similar to the Benz, hmm. but at the same time, they are two completely different bands in just like this sonic was he in the bands or or was he in the bends yeah all of all of radiohead was in the bends yeah tom was in the bends he was the same all of radiohead was in the bends and then they just changed radiohead what was the difference (laughs) no what am i missing here no okay the style like the style changed. like they grew up as musicians Mm -hmm. and so like as you get older you kind of i think like one of two things happens either you sell out and you write the same music over and over again, and it kind of, you get lost in a sea of repetition. Mm-hmm. Or you strive to break new ground, and you find a new voice. And I think Radiohead is a prime example of finding a new voice. Because you can kind of group 
their they have albums. So many different albums. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, my favorite is Paranoid Android. Oh. That's, that's like that's a classic. Like it. Oh my goodness! Especially when it's snowing. Oh yeah, that's like a winter album. Yeah. That's a solid winter album. That's like, I remember in 2019, one of the. I have it in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. Do you remember the the winter of 2019? The winter of 2019, I. The weather in the winter of 2019. I'm blanking out. No. Out. I'm trying to th- remember if I went snowboarding or not. Uh, yes, I don't to go snowboarding, but I don't. Mm. It snowed a decent amount. I remember that it was like snowing. It wasn't all like a lot, but it was almost always snowing. It might have been late winter, early spring, right about this time. Mm-hmm. The track between, I think it well, actually there was it was fall, and then there was I think there was kind of like a, a calmness in in d- December, February, January, and then February through April, and November or like. Yeah, November to December was just wind, straight wind. It felt like, it felt like the apocalypse. To I mean, it wasn't the apocalypse, but it, there's a bunch of tornadoes in that um, in this area, so I I could see that because yeah. like we'll get just like tornado clouds in the middle of New Jersey, and it's like I don't think we got tornadoes, but like we'll get yeah. them like once a month. We'll get like a tornado that's, come by. Like that's crazy. We used to never get tornado. I mean, I don't get tornadoes because I live in Jackson, but. Mm-hmm. Out here where you have sod farms and open places where tornadoes can form. Yeah. It's just, it's, I guess, like, there was always the possibility to have tornadoes. We just haven't had the severe enough weather to cause the tornadoes. Dude, for years it's been happening. Really? Yeah. I like, thought it, like, I'm not joking, like, every other month there's a tornado. That's crazy. For years. Like, any kind of big storm, there's going to be a tornado that touches the ground. But, like, a small one. Like, nothing, like, it didn't do much damage. Maybe I take yeah. off some, like, shingles on a roof or knock down like a tree um it's not like tearing stuff up too much but it's it, it all the time yeah because I, I remember like there would always be like a couple like once every couple of years we'd get a tornado around jackson that you'd hear about that like swept through some neighborhood somewhere mm-hmm. but then like you would only hear about it for like a couple days and then you wouldn't hear about it again until the next one came well yeah i mean because they're not doing like thousands upon thousands of dollars yeah. of property damage and, and most uh most insurances cover at least i know of, like if you had a house, house insurance they cover storms and that's considered mm. a storm um so that kind of makes sense um but in terms of artists selling out going back to that oh yeah uh, tornadoes are cool no tornadoes I'm, are I'm, cool. Not, I'm not a big we can, we can backtrack uh okay computer basically the the whole the whole point of that was it was nonstop wind for like three months straight, and it was that was a period of my life where I, you know, when you when you when you just abuse meth. No, not meth. Oh, weed. Don't do meth. Don't no. do meth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew, I, I knew you were gonna say some kind of drug. Some no. kind of drug. I've you never, I've never you done had meth. Like I do a... not advocate it, but for some reason I think it's funny to joke about. I'm probably wrong for that, uh, and it will change. Uh, but I for mean, now. Making making light is a is a coping mechanism, but like I was at like I I was so far gone I was believing in Wolfman, and you're believing you're a Wolfman. No, believing in Wolfman. Ah, I thought you so, said. So I feel like people who believe in Wolfman believe that they are Wolfman. <laughs> are you secretly Wolfman? Is no. that what's going on? <laughs> no. Wolfman sitting here. <laughs> no. We found him. 
We found Wolfman. We found the guy. Not there's multiple Wolfmen. There's there's a bunch of them. Uh, at a full uh, moon, we all we all go in the woods. You know, I've not mentioned it. I don't think I've seen you on a full moon. No, I did totally last week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, that's just statistically improbable. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be crazy. <laughs> no, but basically, Wolfman is basically one standard deviation above believing in Bigfoot. It's even above believing in aliens. It's like believing in alien, like aliens came down and visited you in your home, and then they put electronics in your brain. That's about the level, like somewhere between Bigfoot and that is where Wolfman sits. Are you telling me that aliens didn't come to your home and take put well, electronics and put them in your brain? I'm assuming if they did, they had some sort of like mind wiping advice, like device. So I would, I would just wouldn't know. So I mean that that so if, if Wolfman's just one step above that. Like, like, come on. <laughs> no, are you saying like a werewolf? Or are you saying like no, something that's like perpetually a, half man, half wolf? A beast. A beast of a sorts. Beast of, of nature. I've seen some hairy dudes. What? Hairy I've, dudes? I've seen some really hairy dudes. They're not wolfmen. I mean, they're close. I mean, geez, dude, like, they got like like hair like all like all over their face, you all over their arms, all over their back, coldly covered in fur. If it like the, the Guinness Book World Record of like the hairiest person. Yeah. That's, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like people like that, like they have like a certain disorder where they just grow hair everywhere. That's pretty crazy. That's I don't even think that's a disorder. That's just us going back to our more primitive roots. Like as as chimpanzees, not chimpanzees, but well, like chimpanzees primates. don't have hair everywhere. Not all, all primates. Okay, some primates do. Yeah. Some primates definitely do. Like um, back back when we were Lucy, she was um, a primate. That's what we should do. We should we should make music like lucy she could go forward by going backward yeah well, we'll um do you, you think they play like skin drums like what was what was the instrument they definitely I, had something they probably banged sticks on skulls on skulls if i had to guess yeah like and then they'd break the skull and they'd be like crap well now we got to kill another elk another elk yeah that or bullhorns i feel like you can mm. that's been that's a big thing that's always been around yeah the horns you can blow yeah. those I mean, you got to think like back all the way back. Then we're talking. Imagine the first guy to blow a horn, and it's like everyone is just telling him to shut up, shut up. No, they were probably. I mean, considering how my cat reacts to loud noises, they were probably freaked out. Like the first guy to blow a horn to go. Everyone else was like, "What the?" Yeah, like death is coming. Yeah, it's like no. I I just found this cool horn. You can make a funny sound with it if you put your lips together. No, he's playing. You know, he's playing it behind a curtain, and then he's like. Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, I got the power of, of the sun in me. Now I'm going to raid your village. <laughs> yeah, I better run. Like, like the um, like the war drums. I, I'm, I'm oh, almost dude. positive that they were meant to, like, mimic thunder or something like that. Yeah, they're deep, dude. Yeah. That, that sends a bass out. And, like, if you see something else, someone else coming and you're not used to that low sound, mm-hmm. like it just feels like the world is like, it'll be falling apart. Yeah. It's like an earthquake thing. Cause it, it, it summons it that response. Yeah. And I'm sure if like, you're the one doing the attacking, it's going to amp you up. You're like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> goom, goom, goom. and then you got the snares going in and then the horns. I think the horns were later. Like, they were later. Yeah, they were definitely later. Definitely later. Cause that, that would relay messages to, uh, people in like cavalry or uh, yeah, something like that like oh retreat or like onward or port left port right port wine um yeah there's definitely a lot of uh, uses uh historical 
musicians, I'm sure, have oh, a, uh, a plethora of places they can take us um, yeah. with their knowledge. Uh, but honestly, I was listening, um, I was doing a deep dive on The Who. That's what's mm-hmm. going on. That's what I'm bringing up again. All right. So um, I've been like, you know, like you listen to rock bands. Uh, yeah. And you're talking about selling out. And one of the first albums that the Who have is the Who sell out. <laughs> they just beat. They just beat it to it. Yeah, but it's like anything but. It's just like they're doing something random stuff. Um, and then I'll, they actually just released a newer album, and mm. it's like it doesn't like they definitely change things up. They're still them, but like they're. Wait, didn't I they, like they uh, do a good version of not, uh, like just rehashing the same old thing yeah, like, well, like the, in ACDC the drummer died for the who right Keith Moon yeah Keith Moon. a while ago yeah he was a phenom yeah that's that's gonna change your sound if you're dr- if, if any member of your band dies and you keep going or if they like quit well they have uh, Ringo Starr's son now oh um, Sid Sid Starkey is his name that's a cool name yeah right I think uh, Patrick Starr Patrick Starr Pat- Ringo Starr <laughs> I think Patrick Starr was named after Ringo Starr um, but Ringo Starr's name, I think Richard. It was Richard, and then it was like uh, Starkey Patterson or something like that. And hmm. then they he took it down to the star, and then Starsky. I think it's the last one. Hmm. Some fun Beatles trivia, right there. Yeah, I mean, as far as as bands that sell out, I mean, I think I don't want to name any names because I and you're know. saying sell out like yeah. you, the definition you said it before is like they just keep playing the same thing over and over and over again sort of or or they um they i think kowtow is the word kowtow is that a, they keep put they put everybody else is playing or they do the they do the bidding of the record company sort of like they're kowtowing mm. that's not a word but they're kowtowing i know what cowtails are kowtails tasty Caramel and marshmallow insides. Is that marshmallow? I thought it was like sort of like nougat cream. Yeah, yeah, like a nougat. I'm not sure what it is. I have no idea. It's like vanilla pastry cream. It's like paste. Yeah, pretty much. It's like slightly. Is it icing? Is it just icing? Is it caramel and icing? Just sugar and sugar? (laughs) It's just sugar. I mean, if we're being reductionist, it's sugar and sugar. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. This is the chewy sugar, and this is a soft sugar that um, is pasty. (laughs) This is the, the, the brown sugar, and this is the white sugar, and we put the two together. And we package it to you, and we call it a cow tail because it loosely resembles the tail of a cow. And we didn't feel like cutting it because that'd be too much packaging, so you just gotta bite through it. It's just you like a cream-filled. Of course, I bite through you. You cut your cow tail? Oh no, I thought you meant like with the package on. Oh no, that'd be no. A savagery. <laughs> you would die very like soon the... if you did that all the time. I don't think that would go too well with your digestive system. No, they should make edible packaging. They make edible paper. I know you can and plates. You can eat the um, Crocs on your feet no. if you're hungry. I heard that one before. Really? Is that true? I doubt it. Yeah, I have no idea. Those are plastic. But they're like they're edible plastic, allegedly. In Crocs, you think Crocs? I, I heard make this when I was plastic? like in swim team when like Crocs first came out when I was like young. I was maybe like 12 years old or something like that. <laughs> that sounds like a 12 years old rumor. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Yo, dude, you can eat. You can eat Crocs. Jimmy ate his Crocs, man. Look at him go. You, you look on the floor, Jimmy's just like passed out. We <laughs> just took a nap. He's taking a nap, man. No, but um, the uh, the stickers on apples, you can technically eat those. Technically. I've always wondered about that. Well, you could technically eat a lot of things. Yeah. You could technically eat wood chips. I think they make it food safe. 
I'd I hope wood so. chips. It'd be weird if they're putting like formaldehyde or arsenic to apples. Ugh. I mean, that's kind of what? What? Who? Arsenic in apples? Yeah, dude, they do some they do some wild things. I mean, apple seeds have uh, it's either ricin or cyanide in it. I think it's cyanide. No, it's it's definitely arsenic. Or arsenic. It's it's, it's one of those things, arsenic. but it's only in the seed, and I think you have to eat twenty two seeds, like crunch through twenty two seeds to get it. Because the twenty second one has it. It's like it's like the lucky winning seed. You just don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess to get like the daily dosage of like if you eat one all apple a day, so like dogs will eat all everything. They'll yeah, eat, they'll, they'll I've like, eaten entire apples before. I mean, except the seeds. But I've eaten this. You can eat the stem, the core. I mean, it's not the tastiest part of the apple, but you can eat it. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I'm sure. I'm sure Harry Styles has eaten apples before in the past. Yeah. Do you think he eats the seeds? No, definitely not. <laughs> he definitely does not eat the seeds. Do I don't think, eat the seeds either. Does he? Do I think that's disgusting. He peels the uh, the skin off the apple. Um, I dude, I don't think I've eaten a peeled apple since like maybe like third grade. Like, yeah, no, that's just too much work. Yeah, yeah. I don't, just honestly, if I have a spoon. A jar of peanut butter in an apple. I'm a very happy guy. Because you can like scoop out the apple with and the, the peanut butter with the spoon. Yeah, you can just like just take it and just go like that with it. Huh? I've always seen like in the movies they always eat apples with a knife. I've tried that. It's the most inconvenient way to eat an apple. Like if you're gonna cut, if but you're it looks really cool. Like, just bite into it. Are your teeth like that soft that you have to like take a knife out and just? Well, then you got to get a folly to have someone bite into an apple to make that sound. Mm. But you know? then you, you'd have to get the, the folly of a guy cutting an apple with a knife. I don't feel like you have to do that. I feel like that's pretty quiet. Mm. I feel like you can kind of get away with it. Unless you're like really just like getting into the the, the motion of, of, of the knife there. The thing is, I think people actually do that in real life as well. Like, I think people cut, use the knife. Like, eat. Is that because they've seen it? That's what I'm thinking. They see it in the movies, and they think that's a thing that, like... It looks cool, all right? It yeah, looks really cool. If I true. see a guy cutting an apple with a pocket knife, I'm like, I stay away from that guy. He's probably, like, some he's got, alley he's man got a, trench coat like a, salesman. Like a chip on his shoulder yeah. or something. Or that, or that, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, like, it's always the, 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 the gruff old man who's like, ah, you don't want to be going into those woods. Those woods are full of wolfmen. Full of wolf man. If someone's biting an apple, if they're talking during the scene and they're biting, they're an definitely apple, not a wolfman. That usually represents so fruits in the films mm-hmm. mean something, um, and I believe apples usually represent life and death. Um, like, like the Pirate of the Caribbean, where mm-hmm. like he bites the I've... apple and then he goes to the bones. It's just kind of like a. Huh. It's so if you look at fruits, yeah, in movies. Like, you can kind of guess what the next scene is going to yeah. be. Or it's usually a foreshadowing. Like, a character bites to an apple. Like, in the beginning of it, they're probably going to die later on. Huh. I always thought that the main symbolism of, of apples was just, like, knowledge. Uh, that one, too. Um, but in film... Um, could symbolize... Yeah. It could be a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, I think oranges are, like, love interest. Mm. Like something with an orange. Unless if it's the Godfather and then it's death. Is that, oh, really? Although I think that was accidental, I think. But wasn't like in every scene he had an orange or something like yeah. that? Yeah, I think it was just to play with the lighting, mm-hmm. but then it just kind of happened that you know it's The Godfather, it's a mm-hmm. mob movie, so every scene that they did was probably eventually followed by some scene where some guy gets brutally murdered. Yeah, 
jeez, man, those were intense movies. Yeah. Have it you was ever, wild that have, took place so close to here. I know. Yeah. Have you ever read the books? No, and I have not. I've only seen the first movie as well, so I don't know too much about The Godfather. Dude, the books are worth a read. They I love the books. It's like with, with most things. You, the books are better than the movies. Mm. Like, I, I had a similar thing happen with The Shining. I used to absolutely love the movie. I still love the movie. And then I, over last Halloween, I read the book. And then I went back and I watched animal. the movie. And I'm like... They miss all these little parts. Yeah, they miss, like, I, the, the story in the movie isn't, like, basically entirely different from in the book. Well, they got to take a lot of shortcuts. Yeah. Like a lot of them to get, yeah. like, uh, yeah, the movie out in two and a half hours max. You know, you really don't yeah. need much more than that for a movie. Like, how long you'd have so much attention for. Um, yeah, I mean... you're reading it, like, you can really just... Like, I want to have this portion for at least a month. You know, like, yeah. they're, they're mine. They are this book. So unless you really enjoy the book, and then sometimes it's a little easier to go through. Um... But that's like that's been like the name of the game for technology entertainment, is the uh, capturing someone's attention. Yeah, and like it's just been dwindling down and down and down and down and down. Because like, it used to be like people used to have the attention span. Just, like that's why you ever watch like older movies like from the fifties or the forties or the like the sixties even. Uh, for sure. Um, like the Rosebud. Uh, uh what is it? That's is that the name of the movie, Rosebud? Definitely not, but that's like the sled in the movie. Um, Citizen Kane. Yeah, there it is. Like the the plot line, like the movie, the pacing of the movie is just so much slower a lot of the times mm. in those older movies. Like any James Bond movie, I've never been able to understand the plot of any James Bond movie I've watched. Somehow, still enjoy the hell out of the movies. Yeah, you kind of got a point there. Just like yeah. kind of like cool stuff, like glued together. Yeah, it's, and this like this is cool. This there's is a, also cool. There's a plot going on. Mm-hmm. I can just never follow it. Like, I, knock I, knock. Who's who's there? Dish. Dish who? Dish is Sean Connery. Dish is Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's a that's a funny one, man. Uh, James Bond joke on the house. Because like that guy, he was just like his job was just look really cool. Yeah. And like, all right, we're just gonna give you like the hottest woman in the world, little the hot the coolest cars in the world, like the hottest cars in the oh, world. Oh yeah. Um, do like iconic cars. The suits, like, I'm pretty sure like designers were just like all over him just to put like, hey, I wanted to put the best suit on you. Yeah. Um, and then that was just like cool. I mean, the weapons, not that much. You know, like they kind of yeah. got cool later on, but like they were just like little. Uh, gizmos like and gadgets exactly tiny guns right right like, they weren't like trying to sell like the the violence too much mm-hmm. they're just trying to sell like make that the casino baller image where like yeah. if you get to like the status of a casino baller you can have this life and then you might save the world one day and honestly like i fall for it every time it's like oceans 11 you ever see that movie no yeah. well oceans 12 no how about the 13 if i haven't seen 11 and 12 i haven't seen 13 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's like a, it's like Aren't a they heist like, movie. Yeah, heist movies. Yeah, it's like one of those heist movies. Like every guy loves a heist movie. Yeah, like I've seen um, how much? What is it? Is it Twenty One or the one where it's like winner winner chicken dinner is like the the catchphrase of the movie. It's like these math students at a college. Oh how to count cards. yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, it's not a heist movie, but it's like the professor gets like greedy and does some. Plot happens, yeah. And, plot and then happens. they get caught, and then I right. think they still win in the end. 
Yeah, the whole movie was just them winning, and then it never stopped, and then it ended. It was oh. Then it stopped, and then they got caught, and then they kept winning. Yep. One final score that I got out of this game. It's like now you see me now you don't one of those things where it's like yeah. oh you think they're caught and then they're 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 not they're yeah they find a way out yeah there's 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 there's, there's thirty minutes left in this movie they're gonna find a way out mm-hmm. exactly they're gonna get through it but teamwork makes the dream work guys <laughs> I mean oh my that, goodness that's that's the that's the theme of that movie teamwork makes the dream work it does it, it teamwork does make the dream work. Um, it also make DreamWorks studio. Uh, yeah, team, yeah, TeamWorks. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's teams oriented through the studio. I, I yeah. doubt there's that many uh, lone wolves out there doing all the animation for one movie. That'd be impressive and a lot. That'd be a, so much. That'd be a big task. Yeah, that would be like. <clears throat> I've seen people do it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's really you've seen people do it a little bit. Yeah, just like, a little it, bit. It's a little bit. All right, you all know, right. baby animations. Yeah, and just. Doing one thing takes an insane amount of knowledge and time. Because mm-hmm. if I wanted, because I've I've not even flirted with the idea. I've always wanted to make like a stop motion animation film, like claymation or like the like Beauty the Beast kind of stuff. E- either or, any of them, all all of the above. Claymations, those. Uh, I like one of those things. Right, it's like I kind of mm-hmm. want to make one. Yeah. But at the same time, it'd be like it's like setting up a uh, dominoes. Oh uh, yeah. Like giant dominoes extravaganza where it just like it blooms to a picture mm-hmm. like that. Like how long does it take to set up for just like for that one like maybe two minutes of like yeah. satisfaction? But that's like twenty hours of like actually doing only that for twenty hours. Yeah. Like um. There's no shortcut. It was, uh, I, I remember when I was younger, I, um, I tried like Lego stop motion animation. I just had my little tiny Sony digital camera from mm-hmm. 2010 and Lego's hopes and a dream. And just doing that, it, it was fun. It kind of kept it. It's the type of thing where you kind of get into a rhythm, mm-hmm. but with something like hand, hand drawing, hand animating, cause that's how I'd want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it through the computer or at least as little as possible i guess like i kind of i prefer the analog ways of doing things even if they're harder or they take longer i feel like there's more not even like more that more of a appreciation. do you go strictly analog or you like you, you you have to do a combination of both it's like yeah, impossible to, to do all analog nowadays. at some point it has to get up on the internet but i'm as much as i'd rather do things analog it's just kind of given the resources I have, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, well, it's like going back to like a, the certain sounds mm-hmm. that you could, that made people's voices unique. Yeah. Um, and like that carries through. That's kind of what made them, you know, stand out so much. So if you have a unique sound that most people mm-hmm. don't have, then, you know, you get recognized for that yeah. unique sound. Like, like, uh, Mark DeMacco. Like he, uh, Mac DeMarco. Uh, Mark DeMacco? Mark Mark, wait. Mac DeMarco? Matt DeMarco? Mac? Matt or Mac? Mac. Mark? Mark, Matt. We got the last name right. DeMarco's right. Okay. It's sure it's not DeMacco? The what? Anyways, he, uh, he records all the stuff on tapes and then he Hmm. lights a cigarette and he blows cigarette smoke on it and try to like, it it warps the tape a bit. Oh, And then he records that into the computer. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all these little tiny 
things that might not do something, but you know, it might as well. Like I remember, I think in the eighties, it was it was a really big thing to just like like layer sound after sound, like just get so many layers and just like keep recording things and just. I feel like you have issues with the phasing at that point if you're doing that much. I, I mean, I don't know exactly. I'm sure they, they figured out how to line it up, but... Yeah. You can get some cool... It's just a wall of sound, then. There's not too much yeah. nuance to it. It was something like that. Or they would process the hell out of it, mm-hmm. essentially. And well, yeah, because processors were new. Yeah. It was like, where can we take this? That's <laughs> And the chorus pedals we'll were new. Out. They put chorus pedals and everything, and then Phil Collins invented the... <laughs> the reverse snare i think it was phil collins his that's drummer. pretty cool yeah and then that like that sort of sound there's like there's this particular sound that i associate with the 80s and it's a very clean acoustic guitar with some chorus on it and a lot and like a decent amount of reverb what artists are you thinking about in particular like tom there? petty okay uh yeah. even even like pat metheny mm-hmm. um those are the only two i can really think of but or even i think even like rush a little bit um rush maybe. super clean acoustic guitar no <laughs> no yeah, maybe Neil not Kurt in there um and oh what's the guy who plays guitar uh tom no i can't remember you have getty lee oh jesus N- yeah um but like they're they're definitely more of like a powerhouse yeah. what do you even call them powerhouse fusion band uh Prague fusion Prague fusion i mean classic rock I mean, they started out classic rock, and then they kind of started doing their own things and experimenting. Who? Rush. Rush? Yeah. Folky? Funky. Funky or folky? Funk. Definitely funky? funk. Yeah. Not like actual funk. Mm-hmm. We're not actually talking funky funk. We're talking about like Grooving. Space Cadet. Yeah, like they'd be out there in like different time signatures. Yeah. And just hanging out. Hanging out in Not in quite seven, Red Crimson. Not that King. far out there. King Crimson. King Crimson. Yeah, not, not far that out I've, there. I thoroughly enjoy several of King Crimson's albums. Some of them get a little too much for me. It's a little too much. Uh, I I try to get into it, but it's like ah, uh, I feel like they like they almost got lazy with it. So at some mm. points, so it's like man, like you had something there. Yeah, like I also I think they had a lot of like. But at the same time, change. they were taking the 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 risks. You know, yeah. you have to take those risks to try to sound you know different, mix it up. You know, be getting stale there. You know, poison yourself. Yeah, they. I would consider them like jazz fusion with rock. Like it's that that fusion rock scene of of the eighty of the seventies. Because mm. the crazy thing about them is, I think their first album, which goes hard as balls, was recorded in the mid sixties. What I balls believe. are we talking about here? Are we talking about golf balls, I, bowling balls, bowling whatever balls. balls are hard. Bowling balls. It, All right. They're the hardest. Yeah. Bowling balls with steel. Steel balls. It's like the discus balls. Not the discus. The the shot put. Shot put. Yeah. Like, Ooh. that hard. They go hard as Jeez, balls. Jeez, dude. That's canon. <laughs> like, like how... It, it's like how Jimi Hendrix had that sound before that sound became the sound. It's it's similar mm-hmm. to that. Uh, I don't know, man. No? That's That's... Jimi Hendrix having the sound. Like, that's... that's. I mean, not... I don't know anyone else who, like, just instantly just strikes you where you hear it and it just takes you to a certain place. That's like, true. Every time. Like, he, that was something special. But I mean, maybe to say like uh, like Rolling Stones, that they kind of brought the sound of like that like our that rock and roll kind of era, where like or like the Beatles had like a certain yeah, sound where it's like you hear them like oh there it is you hear like Rush I don't know Rush and then also uh, what's the other band? Yes, Rush and Yes kind of 
they came together for the most part. Right there, always going to be intertwined in a way, um, just because like it's a heavy synth, mm-hmm. um, and like that that prog rock drumming style. Yeah. Um, Neil Peart, that's a drummer. Now we just need the guitarist. <laughs> yep. We got the drums. Drums are there. Yeah. Um, but I think Neil Peart died recently. Did he die? Yeah, I think he, he died did. of a brain tumor. Oof. Yeah, rough. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And you get old. It happens. Yeah, right. It's probably all that chromium he ate as a child. He ate chromium. I'm sure he did at one point. <laughs> That's like one of the most cancerous things is chromium, or maybe it's cobalt. It's one chromium of those sounds right. Chromium is not good for you. Don't eat chromium. That's like why in like, uh, what's the movie? Max, Mad Max. And have you seen the one with the crumb themselves in the mouth before they die? Like they go like Valhalla, and then like no. <laughs> with a can of chromium <laughs> or chrome, and like they just like make themselves shiny, and wow. like because like after you do that, like you know you're gonna die within like two days. Hmm. So it's like might as well just die a glorious death now instead of dying a really crappy death in like two days. Huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. The uh, the Aztecs. Um, is it the Aztecs or? I'm getting this wrong. I'm totally getting this wrong. Um, but there's a, a tribe um, in South America, like Mexico area, um, where they would coat themselves in like uranium powder. And, right. And they would just like, they figured like that made them gods of war. Um, because they would again go out and fight in this and they'd be glowing in the dark and everything. Oh. And just like, right. Just like going ham, and but the thing is, they they knew that it would have killed them from. They didn't know it was radiation poisoning, mm-hmm. but they knew it would kill them in like a day or two, because it was just like pure uranium hair spreading so like, on, and that would just like it would just cook your body pretty much. Yeah. Um. So like they would, therefore like fight, because they knew they're gonna die. So they would just like, all right, like it was like a suicide bomb. Yeah. But like, what happens? Cause what happens when you go out and you fight, and then you win? You're glowing in the dark. You know you're gonna like you. You're standing over the 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 corpses of your enemies. Dig yourself a grave. <laughs> you have two days to dig a grave. Pretty much. Like I, I can appreciate the sentiment behind it. Like it's it's like poetic in a way. Your war chief tells you you have to do this. If you don't, you die. I if guess you he'll... do. You die a glorious death covered in uranium. But like, what if you don't die after that? You're gonna die. <laughs> Like there's, yeah. I don't think there's anybody who you don't you don't live past that much radiation intake. Oh no! Like, it's just like your body cooks, and like like your blood cells like just start to like sizzle up. Like it's there's a lot of energy going into you. <laughs> your nuclear. You know, dude. That's, but that's the thing with those like those methods. It's like well, what if you survive? The or what battle? if someone had found like the like a bunch of lightning bugs and was like no man it's the same thing i'm glowing dude like look <laughs> he's like crushing like you, you see like a like a stack this big of just like dead lightning, lightning bugs, bugs and he's like sh- squirting the i mean like it would work for a little bit but work for the whole time mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i honestly like if you did that and like or you just cover yourself from regular but if you do it during the day no one could tell it's uranium yeah and then at night you could tell so maybe you just gotta find like a powder that looks similar to that that you know is not that and i don't then, think one such i don't think such a powder exists I mean, it just looks like white powder, I'm pretty sure. Like, oh, well, during white, the day. It's like white clay, yeah, during the day. Um, right, and then, like, just put that on during the day, and that night be, like, just hide for, like, two days, and then, like, wash off and come back, and, like, I have come back from the dead, and, like... The gods have spared me. Yeah. Then they make you king. 
Uh, they probably make like some kind of royal guard. You'd yeah. be some wise man. I speak for the gods. Meanwhile, you're just. I've developed a British accent. Some dude was just like, ah, I don't want to do this. Let's uh, let's go somewhere else. Let's um, like find another tribe to to live with. Dude, that how would you do that? Like, cause like if you had an intruder from another tribe, mm-hmm. like that probably had to happen at some point. Oh yeah, for there sure. There had to be commingling, otherwise you would have interbreeding. Um, but I mean, like, how much do you worry about that back in ancient days? You're, like, it was just like, all right, like, continue population. Um, so like, there's everybody's interbred at some point in their bloodline. Like, you, you have to be at some point. You, you right. I mean, you go back far enough, you don't even know what the concept of a second cousin is. Second cousin. <laughs> Thanks, Alabama. <laughs> no, but I think... I think the same thing is in, mm-hmm. in Israel. Like, uh, uh, like the Orthodox Jews, like you can marry your first cousin. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as intermingling and, like, going cross-tribal, I guess, it's the sort of thing that I think even... It depends on how far back you're going. Because I think... I think the human nature to protect a fellow kin is more prevalent when there's less bodies kind of immigrating into or, or assimilating into. I tribe. am looking at the food. The food? Yeah. If there's a bunch of food and there's work that needs to be done mm-hmm. and it's, you know, a tribe versus one person, they seem willing to work and, like, they know stuff and they're not, like, going after your woman. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's like, okay, like, we'll let you be like the lowest class yeah kind of thing we'll but, like, you're not going to get we'll traded you're probably yeah. not going to get traded too well in the beginning and then you might earn some respect but i mean yeah you don't know i think the depending respect on what the cultures of that yeah of that tribe is you know like maybe they're very welcoming um maybe they're not <laughs> yeah right yeah. it's different for where you go that's true yeah and now it's definitely you know it's like considered like a universal law to like you should be welcoming but then some people just innately aren't and like it like it's like people who like to hug other people mm-hmm. like some people really love to give hugs and receive hugs and some people hate to yeah. give hugs and receive hugs like it's like that it makes them so uncomfortable um and i'm sure like you know you think there's there's gotta be at one point in time like there's wild travel rituals like the italians um i'm not sure they do it today but i know like five years ago they would like pretty much just give like 10 kisses like Oh, hey, how you doing? And it was mm-hmm. just like, just anybody you meet, you just like, it was like a... I forget the word for it. In but Spain, the, I think it's called dos pesos or something like that. Hmm. It's called something in French. I took three semesters of French. I forget what I'm it's called. I'm glad it stuck. <laughs> glad it stuck. Yeah, right. I, I remember uh, from French, oof. Oof? Means egg. Eggs? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, that was funny. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I took, I took three semesters of French. And then I started... I, I started taking like a contemporary dance class as a favor for one of my friends at college and wait how does that work what how is that a favor for one of your friends it was like you had to take it or what else what would have happened like how does that how so is that a favor for a friend you basically <clears throat> she's she's organizing a um like a like a showcase piece mm-hmm. in like contemporary ballet dance style is this happening now yes this oh, is okay. happening now oh, okay right. and she needed people to partner with because basically dance is mostly women mm-hmm. and so and typically you would have a, a guy partnering with the woman and because it's dance there's basically no guys and so she asked around 
So she asked you. She saw you and asked you. Yeah, I mean, you she moves? asked all the all the. All you got the moves, dude. <laughs> I do not have. Honestly, but if you got rhythm, I feel like you're pretty. You should be set. You would think, but there's there's a lot. It's a lot of footwork. If you're a drummer, you should be pretty set. I I would say if you did marching band. Oh, okay. It's like that sort of footwork. It's a lot of the way her her style is very ballet influenced. So it's a lot of being being on the balls of your feet and then do there's you have to do that yeah i have to do that and then there's like there's like ballet running there's a certain way to run as a as a dancer and then there's all these but basically i took three semesters of french and mm. i always knew like the the word pas like je ne pas i do not be but then you have things pas de deux pas also means like step step oh. of two it, so and I never learned that in like all the way up to French three, like I, I don't know. I could I could go off on languages that. are funny, man. And what? French is one of those yeah. really funny languages because you could say the same thing like It means like ten different words. Yeah, it's the pronunciations in in French and just like just drops the consonants at the end. Yeah, well that's because they they they're one of the languages that conjugates verbs and has um mm. like like um, a masculine and a feminine version of the word depending on the article i'm i article of the sentence you're the expert I've, here no i'm not <laughs> if I'm the ex- <laughs> oh here here you're the expert oh, i'm the expert in french no i i barely escaped scraped through that class i first semester i was feeling because i took i took french in high school mm. and so my my first semester there i i was feeling relatively confident i knew you i was gonna... writing a french song what you plan on writing a french i tried song. writing a french song it, it does it didn't uh, the work. french guitar is pretty cool french oh yeah like um that kind of i think it's do they borrow a lot from like classical and like flamenco style sort of uh, flamenco but when i think of there's french, definitely a parisian sound when i think of french music i think of uh my michelle by the beatles michelle my beatles. yeah that makes sense i think more like a uh not a harmonica. What's the accordion? I think more mm. like an accordion sound. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Um, not like a polka. It's definitely not more. It's not, definitely not a polka. Um, but they they have like their own distinct sound. Um, I mean, I would think of like love songs from like Disney. That mm. makes sense. Um, oh yeah. Kind of French. Like kind of that romantic era. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's French. I, I, that's definitely a composer, and I don't think that's accordion either. Um, but I mean, songs like that that kind of yeah. reminds me of the French sound, um, and even pop music in France now. Uh, have you listened to any? I've music in French? yes, I have. So okay, yeah. So not totally pop, but like guitar pop. You know, I've I went on a deep dive because I've listened. I just don't like pop like pop music that style of, mm-hmm. of music. It doesn't really. It's not what it's not my go to. Yeah. And so part of, like, the French classes, uh, they would, you know, like, once a week, there would be a, um, like, she'd bring in a, a, a song, like, a French song, and then she'd ask everyone, like, oh, well, do you like the song? Like, what do you think about it? And I was just, you know, these, these were during the conversation hours, so, and I barely spoke French at this point semester three in French, and so I just mostly stayed quiet the entire class. Even though you're a music addict? This whole time, this is your time to shine. <laughs> well, yeah, but like we're we're, we're getting there. I but feel like honestly, if I was in French class, I was like, I pay attention so hard mm-hmm. because like I want that 
opportunity to be in a bar or somewhere and mm-hmm. talking to a girl and to say like four sentences just like I mean I could say four sentences in French like well probably <laughs> probably bonjour je m'appelle Brandon um je je vais apprendre le long my favorite part is that your groan was French too oh yeah yeah, well, there's there's two sentences. Hi, my name is Brendan. I want to learn just the language of French. French wow. Je lis un un livre. I read a book. I read a book. Therefore, I am smart. <laughs> End quote. Brendan Marini. <laughs> I read a book. Therefore, I am smart. Do you tell me what's going on with your uh, with your band? Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So my brother's a drummer. I'm a bass player. I also play guitar. Uh, and then there's another guitarist. His name's Marcus. My brother's name is Dave. And his girlfriend, who is the singer slash another guitarist, her name is Bella. Yeah, two guitarists and a bass player. Yeah, and then drummer. a drummer. All right, so Dave, drummer, Bella, singer. Uh, Marcus, Marcus, lead. Marcus, lead. Bella, rhythm, me, bass. Right. And so basically it really started with Dave and Bella. They... um. They're doing what grown folks do when they're dating, and they're like, you know yeah. what? We should do other things that are creative. Yeah, ba- basically, Bella, like we, all of all of us have been musicians for the vast majority of our lives, and I guess Bella was she had these songs, and Dave's a drummer, and then so they kind of were doing like a White Stripes thing, a little bit where you have the drummer and the guitarist, although more singer songwriter style, not like Jack White shredding with an octave pedal. <laughs> The amount of times I've tried to get them to play Seven Nation Army, they never bite. But um, they they were doing their thing. And because Dave's my brother and we were living together for, for a while, mm-hmm. um, I would just sit in on, on like a couple of their sessions and I would you know play bass with them for a little bit. And then that turned into a group. And while that was kind of going on in the background, I think I had just ended or like Dave and I had just recently, maybe a couple of years before that ended our um, relationship with this other band that we were a part of. It kind of fell apart called Lumberjack City. And so we were kind of trying to find a new group of musicians and we were kind of, it was basically Dave and I and sometimes Marcus kind of trying mm-hmm. to like trade out singers. And we went through a couple of them and then eventually Bella came along and Dave, Bella and I were playing music together and we're like, well, why don't we get Marcus involved? Cause we, I, Dave and I had known Marcus. I've, I've known him ever since probably like 2017. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, any of his songs or is he just doing only lead guitar? Cause I, I know Marcus, uh, he, he writes some songs. He, own. he has, I, every, every once in a while we'll ask him, have you any, you have any songs for us? Um, he seemed he he'll write a song like occasionally. I think he probably writes if he does, but he only really has two songs that I know of: "Angel Eyes" and "Serotonin." He could be working on a third, or who knows? But cool. those are those are his two songs. Although we've kind of stopped playing them as much. Oh, if he's only doing lead, and he's not singing. It's it's hard to sing and lead at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but we brought him. He, well, I think basically we did the thing where you invite them to jam, and then you're like, oh, well, you want to become part of our band? And he's like, sure. And sure, man. I'll, uh, I'll, become, a, I'll, I'll become part of your band. That's not, he doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, we we got him involved and we basically basically played music. Played music. We yeah. workshopped all of all of Bella's originals and we turned them into great sounding songs and we've Ooh. just been playing them ever since. Have you got any uh, studio time yet? No. Not not yet. I think demos, roughs, anything. Oh, Come on, you gotta no. have something. Oh, we know. Yes, yes, yes. There is one thing. Or rough could be a phone recording. He's got to hear. I mean, himself. we got. I mean, we got twelve. We got twelve phone recordings. We have. Um, Rub his hands. He's, he's we we do have studio time. time. Yes. Yeah. I think it's getting picked up on the mics, but yeah. So, back a couple years ago, uh, back when it was just Dave, Bella, and I, mm-hmm. uh, we went to my old high school band director's house and he recorded a three song EP called Bella Miller winter flower, the winter flower EP. And it I think it sounds Japanese. It's not. It sounds like a, a title of a Japanese, like a, like a, an attack, like an anime show. Mm. Winter flower. Yeah. Winter flower. It's like someone's bringing out like an ice sword and That'd like be cool. winter flower dance. And it's just like, whoosh, and go, whoosh. yeah, right. And they walk away. And, like, three seconds later, you know, like, the person's arm just drops off. Oh, you know, there's a thing where, like, the guy's, like, just, like... Yeah. And then the body just... Right. And then, like, there's no blood, though. Maybe, like, a couple spurts. But, like, a clean cut. Like, you're cutting into ham. Oh, man. <laughs> just cutting through ham. That's... That, that should be the name of a song or an album. That's... That's, like, like some... Like, cutting through ham. That's, like, some, uh... That could be a lyric for sure. Oh, yeah. Cut through the bodies like ham. How? It's how like a like a di- like a diswrap. How would you how would you cut through a body like ham? With your imagination and an imagination. electric knife. Okay, okay, there you go. Electric knife, so like a lightsaber. I cut through your body with ham. And then you go. My lightsaber. Um, and then why are you doing that? Why are cutting you, through ham. Why are you cut? Why are you cutting through the guy's body? Like um, ham? he disrespect. He he he. Dishonored my family. I'm gonna get revenge for my family man. So he, he cut through him like ham, um, with a lightsaber. Because saber. he offended my clan. He offended your clan. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> now we're doing rhymes, rhyme schemes. Yeah. <laughs> rhyme schemes, Skowski. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, I feel like you should be able to add and make up your own words at some point, but like I've, not too often. I've I've definitely made up my own words on more than one occasion. Right, like you can, you should be able to put something in there. Yeah, like not too much. But like you gotta have that little bit of play, um, or even just like put two words together that like they don't necessarily have to be together. Mm-hmm. Like they won't be related together. Like, but you could somehow associate them and then make it like a new meaning for it. I've done and that's, that. That's part of poetry, um, but it's in those new sounds. Like, how do you, how do you get those new sounds? Man? How do you get that? that the pterodactyl scream, where it actually kind of works, you know, and it's not saucer oh, yeah. full of secrets. I, what? It's not like, saucer full yeah, of secrets. Like yeah. how you get, I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's a lot of having fun with it. You know, whatever, whatever you're doing, if you're having fun while you're doing it, you're going to be more open to, you know, you know, dicking around in a studio and mm-hmm. trying, trying stuff out. Whereas yeah. if it's just grueling grind, you just want to get it done. You just you don't want to be doing this anymore. It's just like that weight. You can hear it in the. Um, I feel like metal's like that. 
where like they're just like they're because they'd be so precise they are straight up uh like technical guys like yeah. their metal's very technical i think i think but i think they get enjoyment out of that technical oh, of course i mean otherwise they wouldn't be doing it yeah you know? i'm talking like like i think when axel rose went to write the appetite for destruction double lp hmm. like by the end of it he was just i think he, like he nearly had a i think he nearly had like a mental breakdown just from trying to having to write so many lyrics and I think I've listened to those albums and a couple like I've the weird thing with Guns N' Roses is like a couple of like the, the beginning and the ending is good. And then you get like 30 minutes of just like this is still Guns N' Roses. I remember I had that reaction. I forget which album I was listening to. I think it was one of the Appetite for Destruction's albums. But like mm. you can tell you, you, you can tell it was kowtowing to his uh... kowtow. Cowtowing. Yeah, that's that's a word made up. There you go. Cowtowing. That's already used. <laughs> yeah. Now referenced. Yeah. Or like, um, what are some like I, what happened to Coldplay, which is very sad. This kind of got sucked of their music life, of their enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, I. To be fair, I will say this: I haven't listened to any of the later Coldplay stuff. I listened to the third album, and that was enough for me. Yeah. I'm I'm a one, two, and four guy. You know, go number three. No, oh. let's skip number three. There's gotta be some good. I'm sure there junior are. year albums. I feel like the sophomore year slump is that's like the thing. It's like the second album's like hard to follow up on, especially if your your yeah. first album's like really good, then it's hard to follow up typically, or so they say. Yeah. Uh, John Mayer might have done a Continuum. Might have been his third album. That's one of the most popular albums. It could mm. be. I could be wrong, but uh, I know one is. I think it was his third album was like his most famous. That's where Gravity came from. Hmm. You know what band? Has done a very good job putting out consistent music. Which band's that? Pine Grove. Pine Grove. <laughs> Why don't you show everybody the camera? Show the camera your your sweatshirt. Pine Grove. <laughs> if you read that, uh, it's not on him anymore. Um, but Pine Grove sweatshirt, dude. Yeah. They, cause I, I used to just be a marigold guy, mm-hmm. and then I then Eleven Eleven came out. No, and then I was a Cardinal guy, like a mar- marigold Cardinal. Then eleven eleven came out. Then I listened to Skylight, and then I just recently went back and listened to everything so far. And they have found they—they're one of those special bands that actually no, they're not special. No, they are very they're special. They're very—they're oh. not a band. They're not special. They're just people. No, no, they're. I kind of. I, I have this. I have this worry for the next album that they put out. How do you think they feel, dude? They, oh my god! You're worried for their next album. Why? Because it's the type of thing where okay, so they you have you have everything so far. You have Cardinal. You have Skylight. I think you have Marigold, and then you have Eleven Eleven. That's five albums in a row. Five great albums. You got to think of Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin really had about five good albums before they kind of. Well, they had a lot of internal conflict. They did have a lot of internal conflict. Right. That's true. But it's it's right around like you can only get so many albums before either that that whole notion of I guess selling out's the wrong the wrong word here, but where you kind of you either like lose it or you hold on to it. And like You think it's a good idea to rebrand at that point? Um I think they've kind of been doing like, like take so- like a three year break. 
and like let that stuff slide out of the way because I feel like there's no way to do that except for like just taking a break from writing and just getting that new content in your brain like let those life experiences happen and digest them and then you're able to kind of you know spew I mean definitely a break could help but I feel like their their style has been changing it's it's very similar to another more uh, less known band group called Post Animal Hmm. they've gone through a humongous stylistic change from album to album. And I think they kind of went through like a rebranding. I don't know. But it's it's that sort of thing where I'm sure people will definitely, no matter what Pine Grove puts out next, someone's going going to enjoy it. I'll probably enjoy the hell out of it. But it's it's the type of thing where I, I, I don't, I mean, I guess worry is not the right word, but there's that like part of me where it's like, what if the next album's shit? Well, I mean, like, it's a possibility. Yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe the Baja Boys will uh, be coming up making their own album. Yeah, we... You know, and, like, I feel like, I, personally, if I were you, I'd be a little more worried about that. Than yeah. Than Pine Grove's next album. <laughs> no, we, um, hopefully, over the summer, we'll start working on recording stuff. We were going to start last summer, but then life kind of got in the way. Do you have any, like, plans in the next two weeks to do that? Well, in the next two weeks isn't the summer. It's right. But what are you going to do in the next two weeks to make sure that happens in the summer? I mean, we got a gig. Well, it's just a gig, but is it getting towards recording stuff? It's kind of hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. recording is very hard. Yeah, it's it's really because I'm at college, Dave's at college, Bella's at college, Marcus is out of college, mm-hmm. but he's working a nine to five. Like Marcus is working. Are you still at TC and Jay. I go to TC and Jay. Dave goes to Mercer uh, Community College. Nice. And Bella goes to Montclair State, I think. Montclair State. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just because she lives an hour here. I'm living in my – I'm living like 45 minutes over here, two hours there. Jackson's here. Marcus lives, you know, down down by the shore in like southernish Jersey. Mm -hmm. So it's – like finding the time to get together, sit down, and and like actually work on on like developing these these songs that we have because we only really get the the time whenever we have a, a gig. We'll have like two to three rehearsals before the gig where we basically relearn everything that we um, once knew. Well, what if here's here's what you should do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna tell you some extra advice. Um, we want to do is want to meet up at least once every two weeks for like four hours and don't worry about too much about practicing try to record mm. one song i used demo one song and everyone demos their parts and by them playing it over and over and over again for demoing they're going to know exactly what they're doing That's and then when, then you'll have a, a solid demo for you guys to share between yourselves and then they'll, they'll know what they should be playing and then you don't have to practice those songs anymore because you already you own them like you've gotten to the point where you played them so yeah. many times with each other you've gotten the parts down so many times it's like it's ingrained that's a good kind plan. of thing and then when you do that uh it's a lot easier to record and each time you record you try to do something else you try to layer a different way like hey, let's mm-hmm. try this way um or let's try this different song and then by the time summer rolls around you actually have five songs that are like good enough to release as an ep yeah and that i'm telling you because if you don't start right now you will not have it for summer. Summer's gonna be here and you'll be uh we're still have a show. I'm just yeah, letting you know. Let you know. Summer season's show season. Right. Winter season show season. Fall season show season. Yeah, that's that's a good 
That's a good strategy. I don't know another strategy that works besides that. Yeah, that's because I mean, yeah, especially if because like the demo, the first recording is probably going to be more indie than like in a studio. Well, yeah. Yeah. Studios cost money. Right, exactly. And like if you know what you're doing, you can lessen your studio time dramatically. Like if you know exactly what you have to get to to get to studio quality, then like next time you go to a studio to record something nice, you know, you only maybe have to spend two hours for five tracks. Yeah. Maybe even less. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good plan. Because I would really love to record some of them. all like all of her her originals and then really also a big thing that i'm looking forward to is being able to write what talking to the mic oh yeah there we go is being able to write music (laughs) there we go right like writing music as a band as an ensemble together in the same room because that's something that i've never really gotten to do that much and whenever I have gotten to do it, it's always so much fun. And it's like, it's the you get an entirely different song when you're working in a group than when you're like right. working alone in a yeah, room. Yeah, that's a that collab right there. That's mm-hmm. a whole other step in the yeah. process. Um, that's like a that's something you want to do in like September, October, November kind of thing. Yeah. And then like just like it just you're jamming, but you have to do the same exact thing. You got to jam for four hours straight. Yeah. You know. Um, and then you'll get like maybe like one or two like solid things, and then maybe if you do twenty hours, you might get one gem. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, dude, that's that. What was that? That we have, we have to do more of that stuff. Work on that riff. Yeah, exactly. Work on that part. Yeah. And we try to make more of that. Um, and then, you because like everyone as a collective typically knows what is good, and it's like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was good, and it's redoable. And we we can do that again. Yeah, there was um because in, in the the band that I was in. It was a brief, brief little kind of just kind of flared up and then went away, but it was called Hypnopotamus, and that was the the way we we did. And by the end of our, our I forget how long we we played for, probably about a year. We'd gotten about two originals doing that, mm-hmm. where it's like sitting in a room and like being like, "Oh, what comes next? What comes next?" And then. And that was a, that was a lot of fun, and, and I actually managed. We 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 got as far as the demo stage, but then the band kind of fell apart. Fizzled out. It fizzled yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the bummer, man. Sometimes. Yeah. Just, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? Yeah, finding, getting older is tough. Finding people. Finding getting older time, is pretty easy. It's get, it's doing so it's doing what you want to do with your time. Yeah, that's the hard thing. Yeah, because like if I if I could have it my way, I'd basically just play music all the time and record everything but you know money's a thing money's a i thing. mean you could do that with you know you can, you can get a good amount of recording yeah and yes money is a thing but you can get a good amount of recording um just with like a loop pedal that's true you know like and i then record that into a doll you know you need like a scarlet eye to mm-hmm. do that i have all the um all of like the infrastructure to record mm-hmm but I, I'm talking, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I watched a documentary on the jazz lofts in the Flower District during the, like the 30s. And essentially all, all, the, all the jazz cats, all the, all the big names, I'm probably going to mess up a couple of them, but like John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. One. 
oh, what's the other guys? Uh, John Coltrane, Charlie Parker. Uh, those are the only two I can name. There's more. There's a billion more. Uh, there's so many more. Gazeppo. Gazeppo. Frank, Frank Zappa. Gazeppo. Gazeppo. Something Gazeppo. Gazeppi. He had big cheeks. Oh, Dizzy Gillespie. Dig, Dizzy Gillespie. There it is. I don't know if he did the jazz. He might have. But basically, all of those, all of that modal jazz, you know, like that bebop era, mm. they all would, um, they lived in in the in a in a flower district, like like a marketing. You weren't supposed to technically live there, right? And but they lived in the lofts above the um, the shops. They lived high in the flower district, as musicians. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. I think, and they would just go to, like they would they would play for hours. Mm. They would they would get there at at like. 10 and basically they'd get there at sundown and they'd leave when the sun was going up and they would just play and play and play and they would play constantly like all the time and it's it's that sort of dedication that i wish i had yeah um i mean you could recreate that just like you said money um there's food you need food and you need to sleep and a place to sleep pretty much um and then a place to play so those are the three main factors um, and as long as you can make yourself like supply yourself with that, then you can do that. It's just finding a group of guys who's also willing to do that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, the big, uh, criteria there is not having just one person who's willing to do that. Cause most musicians I feel are like willing in a sense to do that, but then they have to find the right kind of people to do that. And yeah. They, and then that'd be good with working with each other. Um, and then <laughs> there's a lot that goes onto it and yeah, then like that think, multiplies with each person you have. Yeah. I think, um, the modern day equivalent to that is the jam house. The jam house. The jam house. The house where everyone goes to jam. Like, I was gonna say something else. I completely forget what I was gonna say. Jam house is that like a, is that a place? No, like the house, like a house that oh, you go to jam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just some the jam some, spot. Like the open house that right. you know you just show up there and then it's like you always got music playing. But oh, that's what I was gonna mention. I've I've noticed. Jamming is great and all. I, I absolutely love to death jams. Well, you have to do that for four hours straight. Do you have to do from 10 o'clock to sun up? If you want to get good, you just said that yourself. Yeah, but the they, they're only half the picture. I think on top of, like, you can only, for me, I've noticed, I can only improve so much playing, like, during jams. There's only so much that you can get. Have you played up from sun what? Have you played from ten o'clock to sundown? I uh, sun up. No, I haven't no. done that yet. Really? Oh, you're missing out, dude. <laughs> it's wild. It's crazy. You next thing you know, like eight hours has gone by, and then the sun comes up, and you're like, I'm still playing, and this is happening. This is crazy. Like, because your mind just goes into this whole weird space where you like you forget time exists. That's awesome. And you're you're in this like other like you're in this pocket you're in you're in the drummer's pocket that's what's happening and the drummer is also in his pocket and like ever seen the futurama where like giblin eats himself and like he goes into another universe or something like that like quick everybody out of the universe and he eats himself it's like one of those things and then like you reappear when the sun comes up you're like oh it's light <laughs> we should get some we eggs get, and bacon eggs we should get some eggs and bacon uh yeah because one thing that I've that I've been trying to do for a long while is is just kind of developing, because I, I never learned how to practice. Really? I mean, no, no, I've never learned how to practice. The only time you want me to tell you how to practice, this is like really easy. There's a five step process. Step one. Step one. 
Uh, take account of yourself. Right. Stretch. Think about what you're going to play. Um, you know, like, just look at your instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, feel how you're thinking. Uh, take account of your emotions, your thoughts, uh, feelings, etc. cetera. Uh, intentions as well. Like, what you want to get accomplished for today. All right. Step number two. Take account for your instrument. All right, so if you have a drums, then you go and you polish your drum or something like that. Or you just like kind of look at it, maybe you adjust the cymbal or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, or your guitar, you're tuning your guitar. Dialing in tone. Right, dialing in tone. Just kind of like, you know, checking out some pedals. Mm-hmm. You're not really playing anything yet. Step three, uh, you play something that you're really comfortable with. You know, maybe it could just be like, you know, just doing like a little quick, like pentatonic scale a few times or, um, you know, something like that. And then you just kind of like just get just some nothingness, you mm-hmm. know. Um, step four is sitting and you have to do this first. You have to do step four before you do step five. Step four is you actually practice what you intend to practice in step one. You have to actually practice that, uh, for a good amount. And you usually want to practice to a click track, Mm -hmm. practice that to a click track. All right. And then you pretty much like get frustrated. Um, and that's okay because you're practicing. Um, and then step five is, taking stuff that you already know and you're able to play at a performance level, which means you play it all the way through. Even if you mess up, as long as you get like a 90%, then you're playing as like performance based. Um, and then you just do that. And then that's a practice. And it takes about 20 to 30 minutes. Hmm. And that's, that's how you practice. Well, <laughs> it's surprising how people don't know that. It's, yeah. it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it should be, discussed more because people mm-hmm. think we're practices and then like they try to go practice and it's like okay guys we're doing something else here this isn't yeah. practice this is us hanging out with instruments in our hand this is not practice this yeah. is not focused enough um and that's a uh it happens a lot you know um and then the other times you know you could just be playing and jamming the whole time but there's mm-hmm. no intention behind it and that's okay you know you're just kind of getting to mesh together um and especially in the beginnings of a band you want to do that for a good amount, but you also want to, you know, have those intentions, those songs uh, that you know, a already have, uh, or even just like covers something that is cemented. So that mm-hmm. way, you all have that, like that, you know, when each other's cues are for changes, because um, there's like natural changes that happen with like each other, you know, like so say like you know, just it's usually based on like the heartbeat and the rhythm, um, and then just like how to respond when it's faster or slower um, per instrument. Um, but then you could also kind of like force it a little bit for a certain song. Um, so it's like a certain song, like maybe that's not how you naturally play, but you want to sound like this. And then you can like, once you play it like best you can to your ability of mimicking that original song, um, or a copy of that's like uh, the cover, then you can cut. Okay. Now it's like trying to dial it back into what we've been jamming Mm -hmm. with and then like trying to find a happy medium. Um, and that's, that's one way to, you know, do a group practice, but it's the same thing. You got to do exactly the same stuff. Um, so I guess for a group practice, it would, the only difference would be like, um, step three is just kind of like, um, doing like a quick, just like a sound check, but like, playing like plays, a song you guys know. Yeah. No, quick. No, or, you don't know it. It's just like, you're just kind of like you're meshing. You're just like feeling each other out. Like a quick jam. Yeah. Quick jam. Yeah. But it's like, it's like a sound check. Yeah. You know, or like a, the vibe check. Wait, 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 what do I call it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Um, and then you go to practice. That would be the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I've, I've had lessons, I mean, not lessons, but 
I've had instructions like of like the philosophy behind practicing how to approach it, like similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. My issue is actually sitting down and practicing. What happens if you have it written right in front of you, like a poster? I've tried that. I've I've tried. I mean, it was only like a, a sticky note that I had on my whiteboard mm-hmm. or my. Uh, but you would write it bigger. That's true. Make it bigger. <laughs> I mean, that could. I mean, I don't know. It's it's more of. I feel like I'll I'll eventually, either I'll get to the point, I'll get to a point where I'll I'll finally. It'd be frustrating enough. And yeah, yeah, I'll snap and actually practice, or some, super, embarrassing event occurs and I just make a complete ass of myself in front of a gajillion people. And that'll just kind yes. of snap me straight. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, you need to do that. So why, why risk that embarrassing moment? Yeah, I. That's the thing. It's 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 like trying to lead a like the whole the whole quote lead a horse to water, mm-hmm. but you can't make a drink. I can want to practice as much as I want, but for some reason I don't. And I I know like it's, you gotta it's, you gotta set aside the time for it. You yeah, like set like a thirty minute timer on your phone. And just if you that's one of the mm-hmm. things that works best for me is I'll, I'll set a thirty minute timer on my phone. If I'm having a hard time just, focusing, yeah, yeah. Then I'll then I'll do what I think I have to do, and usually it only takes me like twenty five to like twenty two. Hmm. And then I have that extra eight minutes. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And then I'll just kind of do some little rounder, yeah, you know, whatever I feel like doing at the time. Yeah, it's the first five minutes are the hardest, which is why step one and step two are so easy, and it should take you about five minutes for do that. Hmm. Um, I legit like stretch, like, <laughs> like sit there, stare at your guitar or bass and just stretch. Um, or just even just like do jump jacks, like move around, twist and shout. I don't care. Um, whatever gets you in the groove, um, do that for like two minutes, maybe three mm. minutes and then, you know, sit there and tune, you know, and just kind of like get dial in for another yeah. two minutes and then you're already doing it for five minutes and then it's already easier because now you're into the status quo again. So like it's, it's that change of inertia. Um, between like some momentum of doing something you were doing before, mm-hmm. like this is easier to do right now than it was the first five minutes of it. Um, but at the same time, we kind of start in the middle of a conversation, so that's like a good thing. But if we start it like right, just like and like this is, you know, X Y Z, this that and the third, and it's like, oh, what are we doing again? Oh, right, conversation. Um, it's it's a uh, that's what I'm looking for. It is a discipline um, that you need. In order to you know get good at, it, you have to actually do it. You know, is there's yeah. really is there, there's no getting it done. You don't you don't get it done. You just do it. Yeah. Uh, so cliche. No, Thanks, that's Nike. so true though. You know, but like it's it's not something you should yeah. be trying to get done. You know, because then then if you're trying to get it done, then it's like kind of like that selling out point where you're just making your own like oh let me just do this again like mm-hmm. let me let me get that done. You know, it, it's a process of doing. You're, you're, yeah. You have to constantly be in that mindset of like do 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 da 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 d d d um you know putting yourself um in a position to uh be where you want to be in the next you know summertime yeah that's 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 pretty good that's that's good advice that's like um you got to be in a constant state of doing then wanting to get done that's that that should be because right now it sounds like you want to get it done so you're focused on the future yeah um so you're just you're constantly you're in that paradox uh, I think it's either Hercules or Athens, Achilles. 
Um, suspense? Is it the boulder? No. No. Um, it's a one where he has to race the 100 meter dash. Ah, it's a. But you can only go half the distance each time, something like that. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you just get so finite, you have to just cross over yeah. and just do it. Yeah. Because if you're thinking about getting it done, let me get it done. Let me, oh, I'll get it this much more done. This much more done. If you just get it that much more done every time, then you never really get it done. Yeah. But if you just do it, then... Right. You let go. Let go. Let go of the future, man. You don't know what it is. <laughs> you might have an idea, you know? That's true. That's That's very true. Yeah, because like if you if you are have a, a large expectation for the future, uh, it might like, be someone else's expectations of you for mm-hmm. the future. If you if you're holding on to that, then it's gonna definitely gonna hold you back um, in is terms that, of what you really yeah. is gonna make you happy. That makes sense. Not, I mean, not happy, but like it's gonna fulfill you. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that weight of the future bearing down the on your shoulders. Future, yes, and the, and the and the weight of the past dragging behind you. Mm. Yeah, those were two unnecessary weights. Um, I mean, you, you gotta remember them. You gotta like look at them like like looking glasses, like mm-hmm. a mirror or something. But I wouldn't I wouldn't look, go too far into it. Looking back at the the past with rose colored glasses, and then looking looking towards the future with, I guess not rose colored, but like That's all the fucking periscopes <laughs> on, man. Periscopes, the kaleidoscopes on on your on your because you don't know what's gonna be. Yeah, it could be a pocket. I don't know, the future's wild, man. Time is wild. Uh, I think there's like a new. Uh, physics study like a quantum physics study that just came out that was saying that uh like what your actions do right now actually do affect the past the past yes your actions right now do affect the past another way to say that is the actions of the future affect the present right that's and the future present affects the future are we talking about like particles or are we talking about Mm -hmm events well how do you know the difference it's just what someone wrote down well because like a like a particle like a light particle like they they can get two light particles like millions of light years away to move at the same time Mm -hmm. like the exact same time but that's a particle you can't get you you know how like particles don't have they don't have they don't really have mass they just kind of particles have mass do they isn't it like photons you're thinking of Photons don't have yeah, mass. Yeah, but isn't that what... Fo- I think I'm, photons is what quantum like, they deal with, right? Quantum deals with atoms and quarks, parts like of a... Uh, super tiny. Like super, super tiny. Electrons have mass. It's a very, 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 very minuscule amount of mass. Yes. But yes, they do have mass. But light... Photons don't. It's yeah. a special kind of particle. Or a special time of yeah. thing. It's it's not. There's no physical substance to it. It's a, a electric and magnetic uh, wave. Yeah. So it's pure energy. It's like um, like seismic waves or sound waves. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's the it's the the effect. Effect on our eyes. Um, it's it's radiation, really. That's weird. That's it's crazy that we can see radiation and we see it as light. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, and then there's microwaves, cooks our food. Mm. And there's gamma rays, which c- cooks our skin. Or I guess alpha waves and beta waves, I think they do. I think it's either... Don't forget those delts, dude. Delta waves? Delts. Delts? I'm sure there's some kind of delta wave. I don't know I what think it is. there is. I think it's a delta brain wave. 
Yeah. But I don't know too much about uh, Delta. Uh, no, not physics. Delta sleep. I think that's associated with sleep. Del- Delta waves, alpha waves, Delta waves. Yeah, man. So. If, if you're trying to catch these, <laughs> then yeah, do that. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I oh. want to get some produce while you're at it, too. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Some good stuff. All right. All right. It was a pleasure coming. You coming here. Oh, yeah. I, I, had, I had a good time I, talking I, about uh, everything. We're, we're, t- we're talking about the Oscars, actually. This is an Oscar award show, and we were, this is a promotion for uh, everything all at once, uh, which I haven't seen yet. Neither but have I. Apparently, it's really good. Huh. I got, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, same same um yep uh you have a show coming up april 14th i do have a show with the baja boys somewhere in new jersey asbury lanes asbury lanes Ooh, that's a fun place to go they have a they have a if you go across to the hotel side of that they have a pool unless if it is the asbury hotel asbury hotel and the asbury lanes are connected are they yep i mean i know they're they're physically connected buildings but i like playing in one isn't playing in the other no no the other the two the buildings are like connected it might be the hotel, but basically, if if you want to, there's a pool hall in the hotel, and it's a really nice bar, like a James Bond huh. style bar. It's I've, really cool. I played there my before. Favorite it's to really go. fun. It's a it's a fun place to play. But basically, like if you want to find out more about the gig and what like the Baja Boys are up to, the Baja Boys on Instagram. That's where all the information that you'll ever need will ever be. Bang bang. Bang bang boom boom. Check them out. Yeah. Drink some stout. Have your St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. St. Patty's Day tomorrow. That's, that's amazing. Peace out. Peace out. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude.